Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, here with my other host, Matt. Every episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast is brought to you by The Anime Show. Go find them on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date with everything anime related and everything that's about to get released in the upcoming season. Each and every episode, we like to drink. So... Kanpai. Kanpai. So what I'm drinking today is some Journeyman's Distillery Silver Cross. Was this a bourbon whiskey? Uh, no, it's just a straight uh, Kentucky, or it's just a straight whiskey. Straight whiskey. Okay, yeah. so there's that, and then drinking that with a Lion Kugel Summer Shandy. What about you, Matt? I also have a Journeyman's Distillery, but I have a Corsets Whips and Whiskey. Mm-hmm. It's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> yeah, these titles. Journeyman's Distillery is a fantastic whiskey, and they got a nice little they got a nice little branching deal with fantastic flavors that come off of their crazy names yeah they they definitely have a great variety of different types if you want we're not they ha- they definitely have a lot of different varieties can't wait to keep trying more um and if you're local to the midwest hopefully you can find some i don't know how how far they go but how expansive I, yeah uh, yeah they're fantastic every single flavor of this we've tried all of them have been really good yep yeah definitely so matt we got a box in front of us you want to explain what our listeners might be hearing some crackling about yeah so my wife is amazing she found a japanese snack box and thought of us and was like you know matt and lance definitely are gonna enjoy this let me let me grab it for him so she did and it is essentially just a bunch of different snacks from japan and if you check out the anime show you can see some pictures but it's definitely not american (laughs) (laughs) yeah everything in here is just popping with color you got a couple bags of candy that have like anime figures on them it looks pretty interesting and obviously everything's written in japanese so you can't read much of it we did just so happen to see a couple english translations and uh just a few of these but for the most part we're just going to be guessing on what we're going to be eating so we figured we would start the next couple episodes with one treat a piece and let and let you guys know what we think of these things yeah it's like i'm having as the english translation it literally just says chocolate cracker yeah so in front of you you got this (laughs) pink fish wafer looking thing and it really does kind of look straight up like styrofoam yeah it really does and it 100 smells like strawberries which are all over the logo of the packaging so i guess it's chocolate strawberry i'm not sure i haven't tried it yet well give it a shot let's see what you think of it a lot of wafer right there yep that is a chocolate strawberry wafer that's literally all it is Uh, it is interesting. Um, little styrofoamy in the middle. Um, but hey, it, I mean, it doesn't taste bad. It's just, just a strawberry chocolate wafer is all it is in the shape of a fish. Because yes, apparently. Sure. Buy them on a shoreline or something. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lance? What do you got all snacking right, so, on? So the first thing I reached for was this little gummy thingy. I think it says Macane. Not really sure. And I see a picture of what looks like a raspberry, so I'm assuming that this little gummy thingy is going to be raspberry flavored. What does the uh, English label say? I don't see any English other than maybe the potential name of the company, which I think the company's name is Maken Gummy. Sugi Motoya Maken Gummy Grape. Oh, apparently it's a grape, not a raspberry. <laughs> okay, yeah, so literally this is just going to be a grape flavored gummy, which is totally cool because I happen to like grape flavored shit. 
Yeah, then I know the other thing we're going to try is they have a sparkling grape drink that we're going to try as well. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty intense grape flavor. I like it a lot, actually. I can definitely eat this entire thing. I mean, oh, for everybody else, it's it's like I just ate the star piece of this, but like the rest of it is like a swirly arm, and then it's like a, a punchy fist thing. So that, that whole entire <laughs> shape is edible, so it's, it's interesting. Yeah, so we also have a uh, sparkling grape drink. It's the, it just says sparkling san grape. That's all I can read. Uh, Lance, you obviously can read some uh, kanji a lot better than I can, which is zero, so that's not really saying a whole lot. But Oh, that's a mix between the two. I'm not that far yet. Uh, it, it literally just translates to carbonated soft drink. So, yeah. We'll uh, we'll be breaking that out later in our episode and giving it a try. But yeah, like we said, we will introduce these snack items bit by bit on the next couple episodes so we can keep this going. But in the meantime, Matt, you want to let our audience know what we're going to be watching today? So we decided to do something a little bit different and we decided to watch Slime Diaries. It is a spinoff series based off a light novel. The easiest way to put it, it is a culmination of 12 episodes, essentially 12 OVAs, and it is set in a period between season one and season two. Beyond that, it's just that time I got reincarnated as a slime, but it's just a bunch of OVAs. That's all I took as, because you've got a bath scene, you've got um, a lake scene. Yep, you got your beach scene in this. So, and you've got your festival, you've got your Christmas, like it's literally every cliche you could think of in 12 episodes. Yeah. Nothing that drives the story. All it is, is a little bit of background character development. Yep. Which is nice because if you didn't feel like you got to know a certain character enough, maybe they flushed it out a little bit better for you in this. All right. So I'm really happy we did essentially go into other character development because, you know, we've watched, we're watching this post season two yep so we're essentially going back in time which i'm really happy about what i'm going to say is soka the dragonute girl who got turned into a human form after getting named kind of completely forgot about that (laughs) and then now we're getting more information on her again because now we see her multiple times throughout this series yep and i was happy about that because yeah totally forgot about her so she was actually really cool happy to see she she had her love interest with um shue so yeah so yeah and I, I mean, it was fine. I had no issues with it because it's it's realistic. She spends a lot of time with him. She kind of idolizes him. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, he's just kind of oblivious to everything. Completely oblivious. <laughs> um, before we get too much into too many characters, let's start out with some potential favorites. Do you have a favorite in this? Oh, man. In this one... I'm trying to remember who my favorite was from the series. I mean, Malim was kind of interesting in this one. You, She had so much character development in this. 100%, yeah. Especially compared to what you get in the two seasons. You you get so much from her, but... We also have to kind of act like we don't know what season two really is. No, I'm not going to act like that. Because <laughs> we've already watched season two. We've yeah, 100... Yeah. And this actually came out after season two, so... Oh, did it really? Yeah, I'm pretty well, sure. that's kind of funny. Uh, I'm going to have to say... Um, oh, you know what? I'm pretty sure I said... Did I say Shuna? 
was my f- no that she I, was I feel like you said Benny Morrow or something because I'm pretty sure that's how I felt I didn't really listen to what we last did but so season one it was Shuna I remember that one it was probably Benny Maru and Shuna because we had to pick two because you know you and I agreed on the first one yeah I mean it's hard to choose against Benny Morrow dude's the powerhouse so yep and I kind of enjoyed Shion in this one like she just brought so much comedy to this and she had so many moments she wasn't exactly a main character but she basically was a main character in this yeah so I, I really enjoyed her what about you yeah Shion my, my, my favorite part about Shion was when Rimuru's inner thought guy what's mm-hmm. his name um I want to call him Raphael but it's not Raphael yeah like pre-Raphael we'll just everybody well I can't say everybody but anybody who's seen season two knows it's Raphael, so right. we'll just go with Raphael. Right. And there's like Shion's trying to turn into purple uh the the queen demon lord essentially. Yeah, like purple mistress or something like that. <laughs> so it was it was really funny, like but I thought that was really funny for Shion. Yep. And then the the arguments because sometimes I can essentially be a 14-year-old boy, but it's um where her and Malim are having an argument about her boobs, and Malim's like, well, big boobs get saggy, and then you've got Rimu, like, I'm not listening to this, I'm, I don't need to hear this, and you've got, oh man, who's the other demon lord? What's her name? Demon lord? Yeah, she, um, uh, Frey, that's who it is. Yeah, Frey. So then you've got that, uh, just little clip of Frey getting chills because, you know, she's the one getting talked about by Malim with saggy boobs. Oh, because she had saggy hair. <laughs> Apparently, that's, I guess that's what Malim is saying, but it's, so it's just probably one of one of the funniest parts of the, the whole thing, because on a whole it was just very lighthearted, mm. so I I found that super funny. Yeah, I mean I mean that just kind of goes just in line with this entire season was everything's just so lighthearted. Yep. Um, my favorite character to watch in this one was definitely Soe, the okay, yep, the ninja ogre, and that's just because he's this super serious guy, and then the side moments that you get with him when he's <laughs> trying to when he's like in his private. Mm-hmm. he's just super funny like he's playing with a cat in like the very first or second episode and Soka's sitting there admiring from behind and he's like he pokes the cat in there like boom you're dead and then he's <laughs> he's trying to be all super playful with the cat and then like there's another time where he pulls out like these glasses and he's like okay we're gonna be doing these characters or uh another time when Soka made two snowmen yep to represent the two of them and he's like okay we're gonna use these guys as attack dummies and she's trying to make it all romantic and he's ready <laughs> to use them as target dummies and yep uh, like the, ser- the the bounce between seriousness and funniness is for him was just really funny to see then the other super funny part was the the flying of the kites yep and Gopta's like look my kite's flying higher than yours and he just obliterates the kite yep he's just he turned just random awkwardness into just funniness and he was all really funny yeah yeah he was hilarious was a was a really good character it was nice to get to see him a lot more because in the series he's just in the shadows so you don't get to see him a whole lot he's pure seriousness in the regular series yep he's always recon he's always in the shadows like you said um i really liked in this where they were talking in this series when they were talking about like putting the underground piping Mm -hmm. like they were doing like that shadow art technique or whatever where they were able to pull the nutrients and the heat and whatever from the mountains yep. into the hot springs. I thought that was pretty creative. And then so I had his own private <laughs> hot tub in his own house. Yeah, they were too tired to bring it to the entire village, but he wasn't tired enough to, or he wasn't too tired to bring it to his own house. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I totally <laughs> feel him. I would probably do the same exact thing. If I'm going to do this, if I'm going to put in this amount of effort, I'm going to, you know, give myself something nice on the side. Yeah, no, can't blame him on that one. Yeah, it'd be super nice. A next favorite character for myself, Malim. Yes. 
Yes. She okay. she pulled me in so many directions in here. <laughs> um, I know we're going to be bringing up one of our favorite moments. Yep. And the the only thing that comes to my mind is Malim just trashing stuff. <laughs> Every time she has to enter a building, like she's fucking up doors, she's breaking down everything. And there was one specific scene where Malim is watching the blacksmith with Rimuru. For some reason, she has a fascination with the blacksmith, which is fine. But there's a moment where she's watching him and Rimuru sitting like on her lap and then she's just like banging the shit out of him because she's so excited and she doesn't want to hold it in and i don't know that was that's one of my favorite that's a stupid scene to have a favorite scene but like to me that was that was a lot of fun just watching her just get excited and just like beat the crap out of reamer as she just gets excited yeah i think for her one of my favorite scenes was the she made the reamer slime in the snow and then like immediately just starts carving into it yeah had no problems <laughs> yeah that was and then reamer's like oh can't believe you'd actually do that to me and of course you know it's the perfect right in the center of him where the the hole is so it looks like he's just got a giant o face yeah before we get too far into this lance you want to give us that lance's lesson oh my god yeah let's get this in Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for garden, and that is koen, spelt K-O-E-N. And that's very relevant to today's episode because we spent a couple episodes during the harvest season where we need to make a big-ass garden so everyone can be self-sufficient and grow their own tomatoes, sweet potatoes, and so forth. Rice. Rice, soybeans. So we get a lot of stuff like that. So koen, we got a lot of garden stuff going on for a couple episodes. Yes, that was... I enjoyed all the backstory. I just kind of wish this wasn't 12 episodes. Like, it was just too much. 12 episodes was a shit ton of information to throw in for just a bunch of side story. I, I did w- I did think for quite a while. I do wonder if these episodes could have been individually dropped in to, like, season one. Like, if you were to take episode one of this side series, could you specifically drop it into season one somewhere? Or do you think... Because, I mean, a whole entire year has gone through in this yep. side show. Yep. I can't imagine time going by in season one and then we're having the buildup of Jura and then and then we go on to season two because I don't think that much time has gone by between before season two has even started. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's about that much time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because they were in the springtime again when they got attacked. When they got attacked. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's been so long. I don't even remember. Uh, I started rewatching season one when I was cleaning out my garage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, just randomly turned it when I was doing some stuff in my my gym so I was like eh, let me let me just turn this on because I can listen to it know what's going on without having to watch it right just get those reminders to keep you keep it fresh in your mind yeah that and I'll only get sucked in for certain moments instead of watching a brand new show and being like oh man what's going on right and then not doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the garage so <laughs> yeah that and I'll do that from time to time where I just kind of restart a series I don't even plan on watching the whole thing just because it's like oh i've got a paper that's due let me turn something on that i don't then i'll get sucked in for a little bit but not get completely drawn in 
like oh, a new no, series. No, you can't have any kind of distractions like that. Oh yeah, no, all the time. Oh nope. I, I need to have complete silence in order to get anything done. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm I'm just gonna be watching whatever in the background. No, it, yes and no. I, if I'm sitting a if I'm writing my paper for college, then I'm sitting on my couch anyway, so it's not as difficult because it's like oh yeah, it's literally in front of my face. Yeah, easier said than done sometimes though. I do have deadlines, so that helps too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> so just we've already kind of brought it up but just as a whole what did you think of this uh like side quest series as a whole i did think this was fine it was interesting yeah i was i do i did feel like i did have a bias towards watching this show because i loved season one and two so much so yep. like, i'd give this one a try literally just because of that oh yeah definitely i knew this was going to be nothing i knew this was going to be pure fluff going into it yep but we we both knew that we just needed to have just a fun just a fun kind of series just to have after our last episode which was just a bunch of thick heavy dense information so this was just for this was just for fun yes it was fun to watch put it on the background yep was working out to it it was it was a good thing just to just to mellow out to it yeah and i did have a lot of fun learning about more characters I, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this is just having a bigger connection to other characters yeah and i mean you get rimaru which is kind of weird because in the beginning you know he's talking about how he feels weird being uh not really doing a whole lot and then at the end of the series he talks about being less lazy mm-hmm. so that was kind of like well which one is it is it more are you lazy or are you not lazy that's essentially what his problem was in the beginning was that he's not lazy so he had a problem with being lazy right like when he gave himself that day off yeah. and he had no idea what to do with himself so he was literally just making bullshit up like he was yeah. pestering other people and then the moment that he found out that they needed to make their garden he got super excited excited because now he finally had work to do yeah so it's like that part was a little weird at the end where he's to talk about being less lazy but like i didn't as i was watching it i didn't even piece two and two together until we started talking about it right now so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's not really that big of a deal and i i definitely agree with you it was nice to get kind of the refresher slash deeper dive into some of these side characters like shue and um was it gelt is that the uh gelt the or the or- lord yeah you got to see a like a, a soft side of him yeah i actually did appreciate him a lot more after watching this yeah and then you got like that really short backstory moment for him when he was like talking to his dad yeah mm-hmm. and you know he you see the other orc die because of well exhaustion in the cold Oh, yeah. I did not see that coming. Like, okay, I mean, this, I know this isn't supposed to get like that deep into your emotions for like this kind of show, but like, this just brings a lot of emotions to Geld and like, you gotta, you feel for him. Yeah. I'll say it right now, like, Geld had my favorite moment of the entire series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it was the Christmas scene with him and the little ogre girl that she gave him the Christmas present and he just got super emotional about it. And then he whittled the minifigure of her and gave it to her and i don't know that was just kind of a little tear jerking right there and it was just mm-hmm. it was a really good scene like it was very wholesome yeah like pretty much every scene that we saw with geld in this series was basically a t- like not necessarily a tearjerker in every scene but every scene with him in it was an emotional pull yes and a lot of it did have to do with that little girl yep like especially when they were at the festival and like he was posing as this monster and she had to throw a ball at him and she missed the first time and then geld's like oh okay well i'll just give you the ball back <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she retries it again, and she throws it perfectly, and then Geld has to go over dramatic and like yep. act like he's been defeated. I thought that was super cute. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And then the uh, mochi scene. So the, the mochi scene where, you know, they're talking about how oh, a bunch of brutes can't make mochi, which I'm not even 100% sure what it is. Mochi is just super, super soft rice. Okay. And just oh, a bunch of brutes can't make mochi. And then he comes out with his little like pig looking mochi. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, because they're always... They're always shaped in cute flavor or cute shapes. Yep. So just that part was really good. Just a lot of good good scenes with him talking about how he just kind of has to make up for or he has to make amends. Yeah, kind of make amends for everything. Yeah, which always sucks because he always he feels like he needs to do all this physical labor to make up for what he did. But at the same time, like he was overtaken. He didn't have a choice in the matter. Yep. And well, he's they are the brute. Like to be completely honest, they're the ones that can physically withstand doing the labor oh, yeah. that they do. So yeah, to be yeah, exactly. To be fair, they are the ones that have the best ability to do something, so they're the most fit to do so. And unfortunately, know, they, they, they yeah, unfortunately they get stuck with doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of is what it is. Yeah, I mean, as long as you know, in their world, as long as they get compensated properly, yep, make and the world go round. So, did you have a favorite scene, or was it the the Malim patting the shit out of Rimuru was one of my favorite. Just every yep. Malim had a lot of my favorite scenes. Yep, just, she had so much comedy. Her just being an irrational brat and just breaking and bashing everything was really funny. Which kind of brings in one of the scenes where the uh, oh, I don't remember. Oh, Rigard, Rigard, the uh, the ogre that kind of kind of takes tally of everything is like well Rimuru I gotta tell you what Leem's damages are today and then he's like this many broken doors this many broken windows that was just this morning and Rimuru's like oh are you sure you're not mad like no of course I'm not mad and then but here's this afternoon <laughs> yeah and then his black eyes are just deeper and deeper black and yep. I, that kind of bothered me a little bit that his eyes like there's only I'm pretty sure only one time you got to see like his pupils or whatever but like every other time it was just pitch blackness every time you see Rigard yep he he also had another a moment where Rimuru gives him the the circular stone and he says the ball dropped. Oh yeah, yeah, in the one of the like one of the last episodes. Yeah, and he was the only one that got the joke. So it, it was just it was like fourth wall kind of stuff where he was like, oh yeah, they're not gonna. It, there's no point in making this joke because they're not gonna get it. Oh wait, no, this is past me. The only thing I'm remembering right now is that he just found random stones and he just smoothed them out. So yeah, he talked about doing that. And then he made a comment about how um, basically it was all supposed to be a joke and they didn't get it oh wait i just wrote down oh i wrote down in episode 12 gabiru's fortune never mind that was that was a joke <laughs> that was episode, okay well now that i brought up episode 12 when they're they had a when they were at a festival gabiru pulled out a fortune and he's his minions started reading it off about how much of a, <laughs> a he's gonna rule the world and he's gonna do all this fantastical stuff and then gabiru's like i want nothing to do with any of this i just want to be a fantastic dancer and all that stuff and Rimuru's in the back like oh yeah that's one of the joke things i wrote out so i thought that was really funny because maybe some people will be like yeah this is amazing i, I want to be a ruler but gabiru is the opposite like no i don't want to be a ruler yeah he he was enjoying it until like it just started getting more and more and more intense yeah yeah like the first starting off with just kind of having good luck and 
everything would kind of go his way. He's like, oh, okay, I can do that. And then it was like, you're going to become the most renowned person in the world. And he's like, I don't want this. I don't want this. <laughs> um, let's just, to go a little bit deeper on Gabiru, for our listeners, Gabiru was the Dragonute, the the one who just wanted to dance. He's the ex- the expressionate one. Yes. And it was really awkward to see him like want to dance and stuff like that because he was just weird. But at the same time, like I grew to like that about him. Okay. It was just, it was just funny because the first time we saw him in this series, Reamer is going into the cave and then Gabiru is trying to be super serious. Like we need to make sure Reamer knows we're serious about this. And then the next thing we know, he's trying to pull out a dance number and they want it to be perfect on every turn and all that stuff. So it was really funny to see him be artistical in that kind of aspect. Yep. He, he definitely had some funny moments. So all in all, I thought he was, he was a good change of pace. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, He brought some, as the rest of the show, just more comedic relief is really all he did bring to it. Um, I know, but I think now is a good time. We should take a short break. Hey, Toasties. I'm Missy here with my bestie, John Z. Hey, y'all. Do you like mind blowing crime cases, spooky tales and debating theories? What a clinky dink. So do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-unit spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. Welcome back from our break. I think we should bring up Gopta. Gopta is the smaller ogre. He's the funny little guy. And he brings up a lot of comedic value in this show. And he pokes his nose everywhere in this series. Which is kind of funny because he's not necessarily in all the rest of the season one and two kind of stuff. But like he's pretty important in this side series kind of thing. But Gopta, he's really funny. I think we should talk to him about him for a moment. Yeah, he 100% has to put himself in everything. He had a lot of funny one-liners uh talking about the beach scene where he's trying to get shion to wear like the super skimpy oh yeah bikini yeah. <laughs> instead of just the regular one that she's wearing and um try to think he had some so he had some other really good one-liners but that's the one that sticks out the most yeah like, there's some one-liners but another one of the scenes that was really funny was kind of throw him into with hakuro the the elder of the ogres when oh when hakuro is just sitting away in the distance, just fishing. And then Gopta's like, well, what are you doing way over here? Just there's, we're having fun out there. And Hakuro's like, yeah, I'm just enjoying the scene. And then Gopta finally realizes that he's watching all the girls in their <laughs> swimsuits from a distance. And like, yeah, he's having a good time just himself. So I thought that was kind of funny too. Like, oh, I didn't know you were such a pervert. <laughs> just like every other old man in anime. Yeah, right. Every old man's in <laughs> pervert in anime and there was oh man the the scale wait did gopta have anything to do with the scale i don't think so mm. no that was i know that there was a bunch of other stuff gopta was in but 
drawn a blank on it now. Another one of my favorite scenes from Gopta was kind of in the beginning of the series where Rimuru had that day off and he didn't know what to do. So he was hanging out with Gopta. Yep. And then we come to find out that he was literally just playing hooky. Yeah. <laughs> and Rimuru had no idea. that. Was, yeah, that was really funny. Um, Honestly, the, the beach scene, it's the one where, where Gopta was talking to Hakuro and then disappears and Hakuro didn't notice. And oh, that wasn't the beach scene. That was a later scene, but yeah. What? I thought that was the beach scene. No, that was a, that was a river scene. That was the river scene? Yeah, okay. it was it was later. It was, but yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where he tricks Hakuro into not being being there, but not being there at the same time. And so now he's going to make his uh, training 100 times harder. Yeah, exactly. And then he's just in the bush. He's like, no, I was just kidding. It was just for fun. Yeah, that was really funny. Yes. Yeah, because I was just about to say, uh, that's where he brings up his, like, his scarecrow technique kind of thing. Yep. Because another funny scene was when (laughs) they were trying to make the scarecrow and they couldn't keep the crows away. And Gopta's like, well, let me make this super boss ass looking guy who looks just like me and just a little bit buffer. And then the crows just destroy it. (laughs) And then bit by bit, Gopta's being like, oh, my God, that's so disgusting. Oh, my God. It's supposed to make it sound, you know, like super like the crows are being the super graphic about his makeshift body. And then he's just super (laughs) sensitive about it. And then he's the next scene. He's like kind of crying about it. It was super. That that was really funny. I re, I did like that one a lot. Yeah. That honestly, there were so many moments in this series that just made me legitimately laugh out loud. Yeah, there was plenty of them. There nothing fucking made sense, but <laughs> it did make you laugh. That that's all it was. Yes. A bunch of nothings. That's a bunch of nothing laughs. It was, yeah. Yeah. I found you, myself laughing quite a lot. You, seriously, there, this show was exactly what we needed as far as after watching uh, Magus's Bride because it was very lighthearted. You could just kind of turn your brain off, enjoy it, definitely question some scenes that were going on. <laughs> but other than that, like there was not, like you didn't have to, there was nothing about season one of Slime Diaries that like you really had to focus too hard on or you had to worry about like what was going on. Okay, now that you're saying that, do you foresee a season two of Slime Diaries? So I as I had mentioned earlier, this is based off a light novel series, so I'm going to go with yes. Okay. I think they're just going to kind of keep bringing up moments in between major events that happen in the series. And I think that's just kind of, we're essentially going to get OVAs without getting OVAs. Yeah, so they're going to keep their OVAs off to the side, and they're just going to mass produce them into another side series like they did for this one? Yeah, because, well, we, we we did get an OVA for yeah we did because there was a couple there was that there was that one scene where Diablo went into like a cave with oh, yep. like the children or whatever so that was an official quote-unquote OVA yep I do remember that and there might have even been like another one on top of that but like yeah I think we got we got a few the, OVAs but as far as this is concerned I think we're gonna get stuff that really has no true significance to the story but just give us more slime content and I'm perfectly fine with that yep. I will watch season two I will think it's okay most likely I'll think it's okay but there's nothing wrong with that season two of slime diaries yes not, yes yes not actual slime (laughs) because season actual season two of slime is fantastic yeah i completely agree yes 
season two of Slime Diaries. Yeah, eventually I'll get around to it. Yes, thank you for the clarification. I season two of Slime Diaries. I I don't expect a whole lot, but that's perfectly fine. Yeah, you you literally don't have to expect a single thing. And it would just be nice to kind of get a deep dive into all of our side characters again. And that's kind of what this was, especially since as our series continues, we just get more and more characters. Like we literally do need to know more about these characters. So I know I know I literally just kind of cut myself off right there, but I think this is kind of a good thing for when series like this come out. We get introduced to so many characters so fast. Yep. It is kind of a good thing to take a step backwards and just focus in bit by bit on a bunch of little characters. Like for instance, the ogre teacher. I know she's been introduced to this the main series at least once. She's very forgettable. I do recognize her. That uh, that much I can't. Goblin. Can't... She's a goblin. Goblin? Yeah. She's what green. What I say? Ogre? Yeah. She's oh, green. Sorry. I keep confusing goblin and ogres. Yes. To me, they're essentially the same thing, damn it. <laughs> but the, the teacher. Yes. I, I do recognize her. Yep. But you don't know anything about her if you were just to watch the main series. So it is nice to see that you can, you know, just see a little bit more of them flushed out. Yeah, because you've got the the farmer, the the woman who's in charge of farming, the ogre woman who's in charge of farming. Was that not the teacher? Was that the teacher? It might have been. I think the teacher, yeah. Yeah. The the school teacher was also in charge of, like, directing how to Agriculture. Agriculture, yeah, Yeah, exactly. And just her being, like, super almost dictator-esque. Yeah. Just, you would have never guessed it. And you would have never got that in the main series. Exactly. No. So, and if we would have, honestly, we probably would have been pissed off because it would have been like, why do we care about this? Exactly. It has, it has <laughs> nothing to do with what we need to get done. Yes. So, yes, her place in this side series is perfectly acceptable. I will say nothing that happened in this series needs to happen in the anime for uh, anybody who watched this to get pissed off about what happened in the in this series, if that makes sense. So like anything that happened in this shouldn't contradict anything? Yeah, yeah, there we go. And nothing contradicts anything that happened in okay. the series. Yeah. There's no added characters. There's no like plot twists that happen. There's there's no like love interest that you can't see happen within the series that doesn't already happen within the main series itself. Yes, right. Because yeah. the only one that well, just to focus in on the love interest, like Soka does clearly. I do remember that she has an interest in Soka. Yep. I don't remember her having such an intense interest, but like at the same time, when season two came out, like I was so focused on like the main story itself, not the individual characters. Yep. Also, it's been a long time. But at the same time, there, there was an infatuation and that's really all you needed. Right. We we knew that she wanted to be with him Adoring. and that was it. Right. So that that's all we needed. That also brought up. So the father was it Shoka. Is that the dragon new? Oh, I don't even remember his name. No, Why not he... his name. Her name. The Oh, Soka. Soka. Okay. The character sheet, some depending what your character sheet you look at, it's S-O-K-A or S-O-U-K-A. Okay. Soka, but Soka. Yeah. So her father did you get the uh voice actor for him oh my god it's the most popular one <laughs> yes uh do you want to since you said it do you want to say it yeah super famous name christopher sabbat yes he plays so many big name characters yes and his laugh is very distinguishing oh my god yeah you, i mean his voice is also very distinguishing and you can also anybody who is a avid anime watcher english anime watcher can totally pick out his voice 
Yes. But yeah, as immediately, as soon as his voice came, I'm like, ah, okay, this, I know where we're going. It was kind of crazy because Christopher Sabat is well known for being popular voices. And it's really funny to find him in like a super side character, like side character, low class kind of names. Yeah. It's like the, oh man, I just kind of want to do something with my time kind of side character. Right. Like here. I'll throw you a hundred bucks. Just say these couple lines, and I'm sure that's kind of how it went. Yeah, it's like, oh, I I took a two week vacation, so let me let me go do this for a day, so I have something to do on a Sunday. Right. And hey, whatever. It's just so funny to to hear the father talking because I'm like, oh yep. All I can think of is All Might. Like, that's all I see. <laughs> all Might trying to set up his daughter with some other dragon gross-looking dragon hoots. Yes. And they were all posed in funny positions. <laughs> that was really funny, too. And then you have Malim also laughing in the same manner. Just <laughs> Yeah. I also I laughed every time. Like, if I can totally understand why people might be super annoyed with her laugh because it's always like over characterized. Yes, but like at the same time, it's also kind of funny. Yeah, it's supposed to be over dramatic because yeah. she is in essence a teenager. Yeah, she's really old, but at the same time, she's she is the teenager. Yeah, she's got the spirit of a teenager, and basically, whatever a teenager can do to be annoying, they're gonna try it. Like, let's be completely honest. So, because I was that way, so I know exactly what it's like. Yeah, just try to get attention. That's all it's all about. That's what it's all about. Yep. And I don't remember what I was going with with the uh, the father, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you brought Malim. One other thing I can talk about Malim is I did find it very interesting that they gave Malim multiple different like clothing. Yes. Designs. Not not just the uh, very weird skimpy mi- minimalist yeah. clothing. Yes. Which is another thing that Gata was funny about was like, oh yeah, like you look much more better. Oh my god, I can't remember what he said. But he was he was eventually saying like you look better dressed like this because your skimpier outfit is more suited for someone with bigger boobs essentially. <laughs> that's that's the basics of what he was really bringing up and then yeah. he just got super she, banged she, out. He basically said she didn't have the figure for the clothes she was wearing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you have Rimaru talking about how, you know, the clothes she was wearing would make any ugly person look good too oh yes i wrote that down yeah episode 12 fine feathers make a fine bird which means anyone can look good if they have good clothes yes so basically he called her ugly yeah (laughs) but she took it as a compliment so it was all good because you know she's pretty dumb yes and well it's her best friend saying it so you know whatever right and of course you know she's gonna tell everybody in town that and somebody's gonna be like you know that's really mean, right? <laughs> Ooh. Speaking of like telling everybody in town, like not necessarily telling everybody in town, but just the concept of like keeping something in mind was uh, like when Rimuru was talking about rotten soybeans. Yes. Rimuru likes rotten stuff, so I'm going to make lots of rotten things for him because he likes it. But the funny part is that food item he was talking about was fermented soybeans. And fermented doesn't necessarily mean rotten. No. It means that, you know, it's, it's sitting in its own kind of stench of sorts some most of the time it's a liquid based kind of thing yeah it's most of the time it's going to be an alcohol that you're drinking right so so what i recently kind of learned which is really funny because this that's why i found this episode relatable is natto is a form of food that he's talking about which is fermented soybeans where it's just 
mashed up gross beans as can't say i've ever tried so i can't i can't really dive too deep into it but i was gonna say how is this relatable <laughs> not, not, at least not yet i'll get to it eventually you know okay okay maybe in a couple years when we go to japan we can super jealous i'm saying we oh us. okay you and you and i yes. yeah yeah yes okay then i we can't can, wait we can go experience some classical homemade authentic tra- or we can go experience some traditional authentic fermented soybeans some real natto not yeah. some gross not where shion is thinking we're we're gonna be eating some rotten fucking food or in shion's case normal food <laughs> Because at this point, she still does not have her You're right. ability yet. That's one thing I had to keep telling myself. I'm like, because she keeps making food. And they, they pull this in like every other episode where she's she, making food. She No, she didn't make any food. They kept finding ways to get her to not make food. In the second half. Yeah, basically the second half. They have they made her avoid it. But every time that she did make it, like especially during the, the heat tolerance episode. like yes. Where it's so fucking hot outside. So let's have a endurance uh, theme going on. Let's see who can last the longest. And we'll eat some hot pot deal. Yes. And she only made it. And then everybody basically <laughs> fuck, fucking almost died yes and god is like oh i'm glad i didn't get into this one obviously <laughs> so there's got to again but yeah so it was really funny but yeah again i had to keep telling myself yeah this is before she got the uh the hidden technique of making all her gross ass food taste amazing <laughs> yes so my point that i've made on a previous my point that i had made on a previous episode where her food is definitely worse than yours uh holds up just, yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah, now that we're being refreshed <laughs> with everything, like, yeah, she is definitely the worst cook. There's there's no there's no doubt about it. Like she's I don't know how she fucks up so badly and everything she makes is fucking poison, but she finds a way. She finds a way. It's fucking and I mean that's definitely part of the comedy of this show is her being terrible cook. I wonder if that's a typical trope in like Japan culture of like women just can't cook or something like that. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. No idea. I I haven't watched enough like Japanese TV. Yeah, right. So we to know. figure out if that's a, a trope or not. Yeah, we don't know that kind of stuff. So we really talked about everybody that I want to talk about. There's nobody really left to talk about that uh, played a, a really big part of this series besides maybe Trainee, but she... Besides her premonition, like she was just kind of there for a remurdered event too. Yeah, she was. She wanted her part in her garden. She had her stupid, yeah, (laughs) and she had her trope for stupid potato chips. Yes. Other than that, she she was just kind of your typical bartender kind of. All right, I'm going to listen to my uh, patron. I'm going to listen to my patron talk about stuff, and I'm just going to kind of give some sage advice, and that's really all I'm here for. So while you know, she was a cool character we don't need to talk about her no she was she was there she was fine yep so anything else you want to talk about nah i mean i'm good all right how about we get some matt's manga mentions for anybody new listening to our podcast i like to start from the beginning of this series and work my way forward but for this series i'm gonna let anybody know read the light novel the manga basically just gives little snippets like a couple chapter a couple pages of what happened in each section of the quote-unquote diary entry that would be each um episode and the reason why i 
say that is because the manga was literally 15 chapters from start to finish of the anime. And for anybody who's listened to a lot of episodes, if we're getting anything less than probably 30 to 40 chapters, crazy things are happening. So 15 is a lot less. One thing I will say, uh, Rimuru does say that he is going to title his diary that time I got reincarnated as a slime. So I thought that was a f- clever little um, just third wall uh, oh, yeah. mention. That's that's kind of weird that he wouldn't have said that in the anime. Yep. Like just uh, to bring the fucking title into perspective. Yep. And beyond that, nothing. Nothing of importance. <laughs> I mean, it, this whole entire series is nothing of importance. <laughs> the, like there, there were some differences, but nothing worth the effort of talking about, to be completely honest. Uh, just because they were so in- insignificant that it didn't, it, there was no actual changes. So like some of them were literally like five pages and that was the entire episode. I'm like, oh, all right. I don't, they elaborated on things. Like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about as far as changes are concerned. Cause technically half the episode was a change. Like if you wanted to think about it. So it wasn't, I don't know. Like all I will say is read the light novel. If that's what you're really concerned about, read the light novel because that's really going to give you that true deep dive that you want to hear. Which, to be clear, we don't necessarily even know what the light novel has to share yet. Yeah, no idea. If anybody has read the light novel, please give us some difference. Give us some real differences. I'd love to hear them. I, I have a feeling we're not going to get huge differences. Mm. But, I mean, if there's anything from the light novel that's like, oh my god, I can't believe they didn't bring this in, let us know. I I would love to hear it. I'd always love to hear more details about some awesome shows like this. Right. Especially Slime. Slime is a fan favorite. Yep. So, if we can learn some actual differences, this, this is the time. Yep. So, I have a question. Between Slime, um, Shield Hero, and Jobless, how would you rank those three? Like, in their... Best form, like... Yep, best form. Oh... Slime, job, and shield. I know I'm springing this on you. I'm such an asshole for like not giving you any sort of uh, premeditation for this and letting you think about it, but, you know, just... Okay, I feel like slime is just more fun Mm -hmm. because you can follow an OP character and just do whatever you want to do. Yep. Shield, I feel like you've got this animosity that's weighing on you, and you got to prove to the world that you're better than the rest of the... Maybe not necessarily the rest of the world. But you got to prove to the rest of the world that you're worthy. worthy. Yeah. yeah. And then we have jobless where you have the mind of an adult, but you're using that to build yourself up from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that I'm saying it that way, I think it might be more fun to follow jobless. Okay. Just to watch him grow. Yep. So. Yeah. Rudius is an amazing character. Yeah. So just, just as a character building, developing kind of world. I think I might lean a little bit more towards Jobless Reincarnation. Okay, so what about the other two? Shield is good. Uh, season two is a letdown. <laughs> 
It has so much potential. Yes. I think the projection of season two was just not as good as they might have thought. I think it was more of like a throwaway. But then season three of Slime, I have high expectations. Yes. Well, I have high expectations for two and, or excuse me, I have high expectations for three of both Shield Hero and Slime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Shield Hero, they definitely have to make up for what they didn't show in two. Well, really only the first half of two. Like, let's be completely honest. The second half of two oh, that's true. would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Not as good as one, but just fine for season two. That's yes. true. So, yeah. I mean, god damn, they're all good. Yes. Let's be completely honest. We're not saying whichever one you rank third is bad. We're just saying as far as Isekai, probably the top three. Like, is that what you would think? Yeah, I guess if I were to break it down, these kind of would be like the top three best Isekais. Okay. So it, it's amazing anime just as far as which three are your favorite from besides ReZero. Honestly, I categorize ReZero on its own just because of how the story is, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I know where you're going with that i don't yeah. know how to describe it any further than you can either but like i i totally understand yeah re-zero is just it's kind of in an arc of its own yeah so it, it's just it's a different category of isekai as compared to these three which are all shonen style just world beer world building character building expounding and amazing isekai anime yeah based off of like novel series right it just has a, a different flavor to it yep for whatever reason just differentiates because it, it's a a psychological thriller-esque it's kind of be like trying to say hey this like m night Shyamalan type movie needs to be on par with um marvel or the spider-man worlds kind of like it's yes they're both great film adaptations, but they're not the same movies. Right. They're just very different. So, um, yeah. They uh, can mix, but they don't. Yep, yep, exactly. So as far as Slime and Shield Hero, which which ones would you rank above the other? Slime and Shield. For right now, I'd, I'd put my eggs into the Slime basket. Mm-hmm. Just because I know that they're just going to have fun and they're going to deliver a yep. fun experience. Okay. Shield, I expect a lot more out of a story building. Okay. But Slime, I feel more confident in just their fun. So in overall, you like Slime better, but you expect more from the story from Shield. Right, right, right. Okay, I, I can see that. What about you? Oh, man. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with Jobless number one because the world building is just phenomenal Mm -hmm. the there is so much going on you have all these characters the they they do the world building good they do the story building very good the character building is very good because you know you've got this i understand rudy as some people want to call this 40 year old pervert but yeah while yes he still has this mindset of his past life he still remembers things from his past life he is not the 40 year old he 
thinks he is. Right. Such a good character development in Jobless. So I'm going to go with Jobless number one. And then as far as Shield Hero and Slime, I would say Slime for the fact that while, yes, the OP-ness of Rimuru is very prevalent, it's not overdone, if that makes sense. No, I agree. Like, it's not boring. Yes. So it's... Just one of those things where Rimuru as a character, you're always just like, how is he going to get out of this? How is he going to help his nation? And who is that individual that's going to be stronger? Because there's always somebody stronger. Yep. And while, yes, he does feel kind of OP, he's only OP because of the circumstance. Right. And we have, I mean, I guess that's kind of how most anime go. Like, yep. the circumstances current and then we just happen to run into someone who's a little bit stronger mm-hmm. and that's just but with storyline goes yeah but i mean with uh slime you know we have guy uh crimson who uh is one of the demon lords who kind of oh yeah i forgot we left off at like some boss ass guys at the end of season two yeah and, and we're talking like if you think about it Rimuru could kind of be one of the weakest demon lords like if you really really think about it yeah we don't know and that's the really cool thing is that we don't know right and then as a pure story uh shield hero is absolutely amazing like i am completely drawn into that story i hope that like i 100 percent hope that Naofumi and Raftalia end up together and I hope that Naofumi basically kind of sees the error of of his ways where he's trying to do all this stuff for Naofumi and Philo to give them a good life for when he's gone to realize that hey you know what this is the life I want to live where I'm in this world and this is my home so the story as far as shield hero is concerned i feel like it's kind of the best one but overall i think it's worse than the other two yeah i i 100 agree with your thought process on that i love the story yes but i think it's just not executed as as fun as slime is and it's just it, weird to say that because they're two same but yet totally different kinds of things well it's just one of those things where it's like you're you've got catastrophe all right so now you've got some build up all right now we've got another catastrophe all right we've got another we've got more plot and another catastrophe and that's kind of just how it just keeps tumbling through catastrophes right and while yes they do an amazing job with the in between each catastrophe that's essentially all you're waiting for is just another catastrophe to happen right and like i said the the story is amazing whenever you have all these characters happen you're just like oh my god i just want to know more give me more but beyond that i feel like you're just kind of waiting between each catastrophe where in slime you've got every like the the roller coaster has a little bit more of an up and a down before it goes to the up and then you're all the way down from your just just a more roller coaster-esque uh ride as far as what's going on in the story 
And then Jobless is just, you're in a VR, just getting thrown everywhere kind of um, storyline where you're getting thrown in every sort of direction. And I can't wait for more of all of that, which July cannot come fast enough. Uh, I know we were talking about for short flights, like, do we even want to really even try and not watch all three that are coming out? Because let's be completely honest. I'm 100% watching Jujutsu, like the day it happens. Um, 100% watching Bleach the day it happens. And I have been waiting for Jobless since it got released. So I don't know if you're watching Jobless, but I'm definitely watching Jobless. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be hard not to watch any of these. Yes. These, these names are way too big and deserving like let's be completely honest it's deserving yes and we have just been dying to know what happens next in all of these so it yeah it, it's gonna be way too hard to stay away from any of this so yeah i'm definitely gonna be watching this well i've ruined it i, I wouldn't say ruined it for myself but i know what happens in jujutsu i know what happens in bleach granted it's been a minute since i've read the manga for bleach but i know what happens in both jujutsu and in bleach no idea what's happening in jobless because i haven't read the light novels but i 100 can't wait for any of those three yeah 100 agreed can't wait this new season coming out in the summer so many amazing titles yep for anybody who's just kind of waiting for us to end we're gonna just keep going on with this tangent so yeah that's uh kind of all we have to talk about as far as slime diaries is concerned but i want to keep going on so let's uh let's keep going and thank you for anybody who joins us as we're just kind of going off on a tangent with anime yeah so we're gonna just talk about kind of what we've been watching on the side yep um as for myself i know anybody who's listened to us in the past i have slightly tapped into oh yeah that's right i kind of forgot that you're on your one piece journey <laughs> yeah i've slightly tapped into one piece i have not broken episode 100 yet i okay. think i'm currently on like episode 96 okay it's it's interesting enough okay the only thing i want to bring up is a super ironic crazy part that i shouldn't feel bad about it because i brought up like on my own free will or whatever so like the book i'm writing the main character's name is ace okay and he has fire powers okay okay now in one piece luffy's brother his name is ace and he has fucking fire powers <laughs> i'm like god fucking damn it i don't want people to think that i'm copying one piece but of course as far as i am right now i mean there's no similarities at all so that's nice to know but yes but still i'm like god damn it <laughs> so i'm not going balls to the walls on one piece right now but i still put it on every now and then especially when i'm going to bed when i'm just playing my game just getting something in the background yeah other than that uh watching dr stone yep fucking loving it season three is fucking amazing season three is 100 on par with season one. Oh yeah just absolute amazing yep every single episode we have oshinoko that the internet is blowing up i've been watching uh, yeah. that yep i am gonna wait for the season to end and the dub to finish yeah uh don't blame me on that it is I, i'm sure i would have a lot more fun watching it in english okay but watching a japanese as it's coming out it is a very interesting show for being a idol kind 
of show very interesting it's not just like pretty girls dancing doing all this and that it's there's actually there's real story to it yeah there's real story there's real psychological background into it okay and that which the psychologicalness is what makes the story interesting so it is a good story yep uh the animation's beautiful and the story is very interesting so i'm glad i'm watching that one i will 100 say as long as it has a good story i don't care about what genre it comes in <laughs> yeah that's fair because yeah this this may be a little off-putting to some but the story is what makes it good and i'm happy i'm watching this i actually don't think i've watched any idol anime before so it'll be interesting to watch i semi started one okay um it was a zombie oh was it like it that zombie one? idol or something i don't remember exactly what it was called but... oh was it was it that uh zombie i remember i okay i've watched one episode of one because it was um i think i told you about it and you had talked about it like oh yeah it was terrible we, we we did bring it up in the past yes as as a show we wanted to watch and you had mentioned that you didn't like it so yeah well yeah because i'm a i'm a huge zombie fan so yes. when a new zombie anime hits i'm gonna be interested and i watched it and the first episode was very interesting because it, she got hit by truck coon yeah super hardcore <laughs> But then it just turned into an idol show, and then it went downhill from there. Yeah, it was it was uh, interesting. Yeah, head banging zombies. I thought that was all for Lance, and <laughs> apparently I was wrong. It, it had its own interest, but at the time, I just I wasn't interested in yeah. song and dance. I wanted shonen. Yes, or I wanted death and gore. I want my zombies to be death and gore. So yes, but. That's kind of my side projects going on. I don't think I'm watching anything else. What about you? So besides our obvious uh, short flights, anyways. Oh, yeah. Besides the short flights, yeah. Uh, I am also watching Dr. Stone, and the story is amazing. I can't wait for this to continue. It's just doing so well. It really is good. Yeah, Dr. Stone is, I'm pretty sure, if it's not in my top five, it's 100% in my top ten. Yes, definitely. Uh, And it's so different. It's so such a crazy shonen and i'm so glad we started watching this 100 one of those you could easily judge a book by its cover yeah dr stone i remember when it first came out season one like that's a weird title i don't yep. care yep and i'm so glad we picked it up because it's so good uh another one i'm watching is the misfit of demon king academy just to kind of give a quick synopsis of what it is it's basically Anos is a demon king from 2,000 years ago. He sacrifices himself to help end the war between the humans and demons. And when he gets reincarnated, he comes back and the demon king is no longer Anos. And the academy that he attends now believes that a new king or a new demon is the true demon king and basically he is op beyond op and just kind of this sarcastic asshole and it's really good it is very good um i watched all the entire first season in like three days (laughs) i was like ah shit i can't get enough of this it's it it's very good like i said he's just kind of a sarcastic asshole the entire time he's one of those people where he's like i'm better than you i know i'm 
I'm better than you. And now I'm going to show why I'm better than you. Okay. And he lives up to all the, the pseudo shit talking he, he does. Because he doesn't really talk shit. He's just kind of like, oh, you did this? Well, here's a better version of the exact same thing you're going to do because I'm 2,000 years old and I know better. Okay. So it, it's very good. Uh, all the side characters are kind of good. They There's a really funny part where they've got this group that believes that Anos is the true demon king and so they worship him and they start singing and it's just super like it's just super random and funny and, <laughs> okay i hope that part's funny because when singing comes involved i hope it's i hope it's funny yes uh, they they do it i don't want to call it ironically but it they it is funny um i've watched a handful of episodes of i've been killing slime for three thousand years or excuse me i've been killing slime for 300 years and maxed out my level i saw the thumbnail and i don't know anything about it it's interesting i gotta it's been a minute i like so i i watched a handful of shows and then i got super enthralled with uh misfit of demon king academy and just started binging that because another one i watched was uh the reincarnation of the strongest exorcist oh don't know that one either about seven episodes into that one Basically, this guy gets betrayed and he vows that in this world of magic, as an exorcist who doesn't use magic, he is going to basically do everything he can to not stand out, even though he's the strongest person in the universe kind of thing. It's interesting, worth the watch. I'd pick it up if you kind of want just something different to watch. But yeah, those are those are basically the three, three slash four things I'm watching besides Dr. Stone, which you had already mentioned. My favorite so far is definitely The Misfit of Demon King Academy. And oh yeah, I forgot to talk about um I'm also watching Gundam The Witch of Mercury. That one's really good too. Okay. I can completely understand why people are saying it's probably one of the best shows of the year. Like it the story is so good. It really is. For anybody who loves mech series, it's worth it for anybody who's kind of just on the fringe of mech where you're like, eh, I can live with mech or I can live without it, definitely pick this up because while, yes, it's a Gundam series, it's more about the story and the subplots of the story than anything else. Okay. So that, that would define me. I mean, to me, Gundam is whatever, but I mean, if it's a good story, then maybe, yeah, I'd give it a try. Yeah, that... I would 100% recommend watching The Witch's Mercury. Okay. But that's really all I'm watching. Any Anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm pretty tapped out today. All right, cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening this far to us, to the Anime Lounge podcast. Please give us a five-star review and subscribe to us to let us know that you enjoy our content. Also, make sure to check out the anime show. Check out all the awesome anime content that you can find out on there. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram and have a good one. Later, guys.